Who said to sleep? The first <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. We continue with uh, the series we are on, More Than Conquerors. And we did hear more of that from our songs tonight, like Bill said. You know, I was meditating on the scriptures, and somebody referred to it tonight, I believe, somewhat. But Jesus said, no one takes my life away from me. I lay it down of myself. It says, this command I have received from my Father. I have the right to lay down my life, and I have the right to take it up again. When God commands you, you got the right. That's your power. When God says something to you, Jesus said, this command I have received from my Father. I have the right because I received the command from my Father. He didn't say, I have the power. Yes, he had the power. But the power came to him by a command. This command I received from my Father. So I have the right. No one takes my life away from me. I lay it down of my own self and I take it up again. Because this is the command the Father has given to me. So we have authority in Christ based on what God has said about you. And one of the things he told us is we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And last week I talked about three types of Christians, people. One, the first one, we talked about the ones that I would consider less than conquerors because they are fighting their own battle by themselves. They are depending on the arm of flesh, trusting in their own abilities, their own wisdom, reasoning, just fighting on your own. Most of the time, if it's a real attack from the enemy, you'll meet with defeat. Those are less than conquerors. They have not learned that the arm of flesh will fail you. You have to trust in God. You don't look to what you see with your eyes, but you trust in what God sees and what God says alone. That's important. Then the second one is the ones that I refer to as conquerors. Those are the ones that are with God and God's fighting with them. They're fighting and God's fighting, fighting with them. David was that type, killing Goliath. God was with him. And then we have more than conquerors. You don't have to do anything. God fights for you. The battle is the Lord's. He fights for you. But then we said it's the important thing about becoming more than a conqueror. It's not just knowing the scripture and understanding that particular scripture that God has said that to us. But understanding fully revelation from God. Revelation from God is what gives you that right to be more than a conqueror. 
And we talked about the seals. No one was worthy to open the seal. But the one, the Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world, he is the son of David. He has risen and can take the scroll to open it, to read from it, and to open the seal. So revelation is what gives you the right to becoming more than a conqueror in life. Revelation is key. Everything in life has a, a door. Everything in life has a key to get, get into that door. And so the Bible tells us this. And we can draw that from Matthew chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. Jesus speaking to Peter after Peter has said to Jesus, You are the Christ. The son of the living God. Jesus answered in verse 17. Blessed are you, Simon by Jonas, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. What, the revelation that you have about me being the son of God, that didn't come from flesh and blood. Flesh and blood didn't give that to you. It was my father... Who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on the rock, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of his shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. So, the keys of the kingdom, Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth, more than conqueror, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, if you don't have the keys of the kingdom, you're just binding for nothing. But the keys of the kingdom were delivered to Peter based on one thing, that God gave him revelation. Without revelation, no keys. And revelation doesn't just come by just hearing words. You can hear this, can have a full church, and everybody's listening, and everybody's hearing differently. Based on your place with God. And you can read the scripture, and God just lifts it from the pages of the scripture, and you can understand it. Now, until you understand it, you can go forth with it. You can practice. So the doctrine that you receive, and Paul made it very clear in Romans chapter 6, he made it clear, he says, you were servants, you were slaves to sin, but you have received that form of doctrine that was delivered you. So the form of doctrine, when you understand it, you're made free. But until you have revelation, the door is shut. And even though God has already declared that you are more than conqueror, you don't feel like it. Because you don't have revelation. So revelation is the key to that. Now, Jesus, I believe, is uh, Matthew 11, verse 27. Matthew 11, verse 27. Uh, Jesus said, uh, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father. 
No one knows who the Son is. So the Son has everything. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, but no one knows who the Son is except the Father. Nor does anyone know who the Father is except the Son. And the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. May God will to reveal His Son to you in great depths. Because until the Son is, the Father is revealed to you, and Jesus said it again. I believe that was in Matthew chapter 6, I mean John chapter 6, verse 45. Jesus said, everyone who's learned from the Father, everyone who's heard and learned from the Father, you come to me. I don't care if you're a Muslim. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. Once you have heard from the Father, and you've learned from the Father, no doubt the Father will tell you who the Son is. And the one who has all things. All powers have been delivered to Him. So revelation is the key to having that overcoming power where you can go conquering I mean, you can go to conquering just in that fashion. Now, the Luke chapter 11 verse 52 tells us this. Woe to you lawyers. Again, the key thing is knowledge. And I'm not just talking about mental knowledge. I'm talking about spiritual knowledge. That's the key that elevates you from being just ordinary to where God wants you to be. It says, woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. Did you know knowledge have key? That's what Jesus said. You have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves. What is he talking about? Enter into knowledge. The key. Knowledge Spiritual knowledge, revelation knowledge is the key to overcoming life. There is no other way. That's why if you stay away from the Word of God, you have no power. You can pray all you want, but you don't have understanding. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Until you have spiritual knowledge and understanding, you will still be held in bondage and in fear. So he said... You won't enter into knowledge. That's knowledge of the Word of God. Knowledge of the Son of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Knowledge of Jesus takes away fear. And you can be bold, just like David, against Goliath. Amen? You won't go in, and those who were entering... You hindered. In other words, they don't want you to get this understanding. So, knowledge has key. May God give you that key so you can open it. You know the key? Anyone wants to know what that key is? The Holy Spirit. I know you're wondering. He's the one that teaches us. Remember what he said? Jesus said, when he is come, he will bring you into all truth. 
That's why I'm amazed at people who don't want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, stay there, baby. Stay there. We'll feed you milk constantly till you have constipation. No kidding. <laughs> oh, that wasn't nice. <laughs> that wasn't nice at all. But sometimes you want to pray, how make you have constipation so you want something better? So, revelation is the key. And you can receive this over and over in Scripture. Isaiah 5 verse 13, God tells us this so clearly. You can hear, you know, you can even sing that song. We are more than conquerors. We sang that tonight. You're just singing and enjoying yourself. Amen? (laughs) But Satan knows there's nothing there. It tells us in uh, Isaiah 5 verse 13, Therefore my people have gone into captivity. They're God's people. They have been declared more than conquerors. That was the commandment from God to them. God is declaring, that's who you are. Whether you feel it or not, that's who you are. You are more than a conqueror. You should not be afraid of anything. But the trouble is you don't know it. And perhaps you're still a child. And don't fully understand it. My people have gone into captivity. God's own people have gone into captivity. That means God doesn't want it. That's not God's will. For me to be in, in captivity, that's not God's will. But because we have no knowledge, no revelation, that's why we are in captivity. And it says even they are honorable men. And you can be honorable as a man among men and without knowledge and still be in captivity. And all their multitude dried up with thirst because the word of God is water for drinking. One key thing I already talked about what the key is. You know, we got the master key. I talked about that last time. The master key is the Holy Spirit. He can deliver all kinds of keys to you. Once He delivers the key to you, you're free. If He delivers the key to wealth to you, nobody can stop you. Nobody. No matter how hard they try, they cannot stop you. Once he gives you that key, whatever that key is, nobody can stop you. He comes naturally. It's like Solomon was delivered the the key of wisdom. One key, one night. That was it. And you know one thing about God? The callings, the gifts and the callings of God, they are irrevocable. When God delivers a gift to you or a key to you, your eyes are open, nobody can shut. It stays with you forever. You know, Jesus said very clearly, uh, this is John chapter 6, we labor for a lot of things. But we don't labor for the real things that we really need. 
you know, after Jesus, and you say, well, I'm too tired, I can't do this. You have to get your mind ready. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to study. He's watching. You know, after Jesus performed miracles, turning, feeding the people with bread, they were looking for him. Jesus said, you're not looking for me for the miracle. You're looking for me for bread. Don't labor for the food that perishes, Jesus said. But labor, so he tells you what to labor for. There's labor involved in this. You just don't sit there and it comes to you. There's labor involved in this. Labor to get up when you're tired just to go hear the word of God. Maybe sometimes to travel just to hear what God has to say. Labor to wake up and study. <laughs> Our scripture say, study to show yourself approved. If, you're, if you don't have the right check and the check is not approved, you ain't getting no money. Right? Have you ever received a, a check delivered to you and the person who gave the check didn't sign it? You're getting nothing? Study to show yourself approved. It's true study. There's labor involved. If you really want to be free, you have to labor for it. I mean, we're not talking about you doing it. God has to see that you really desire this. That's why I said the other day, sometimes pain is good. Because God uses pain to force, force you to desire change. He uses pain. Because you don't like the pain, now you are crying out for change. And God says, I like that. That's where I want you to, I've always wanted you to be in that place. But you can stay red hot wanting more of God and God can deliver things more than a conqueror so you don't have to struggle. God can deliver these things to you. So to have these keys, you must be, and I'm talking to the choir, you must be a member of the sheepfold. You have to be a member of the sheepfold. Because Jesus made it clear. My sheep hear my voice. This is just for message, but the truth, th- the truth here is you can see it out there in the world until God opens their eyes to see Jesus. They don't know anything about him. When they tell you, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in your Jesus, they are telling you the truth. They don't, and they don't see him because there's no revelation. There's no revelation there. Mark chapter 4, verse 10 through 12, it says, But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. Jesus had been speaking in parables. You can go uh, to Matthew chapter 13. And Jesus spoke the parable. So I went forth to sow. And they heard it. They didn't quite understand what he was talking about. There's one thing that I liked about the disciples. When they, when they don't understand anything, they talk among themselves for a while, and then finally, we got to ask him. <laughs> they go after him, and they ask, we don't understand what you're saying. 
And then he'll tell them. But did Jesus know that they didn't understand? They didn't quite understand what he said? He knew. But until they asked, nothing was revealed. Until you desire it, God doesn't bother with you. He knew that they didn't understand it. And they wanted to understand it. And they said, why are you always talking in parables? We don't understand what you're saying. Can you help us? We, we want to understand. And then he opens up like no big deal. But said nothing until they asked him. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It will be delivered to you. But as long as you don't hunger for it, God won't bother with you. He'll protect your right. That's the danger in Christianity. Because you can stay doing stuff and staying away from the things of God and God will just allow it. And your heart gets harder and harder. The more you stay away from it, the easier it is to stay away from it. And don't feel anything. And still have that same faith, oh, God, everything is well with me. No, it's not. We've got to go stay with the word. I have to cry out, and I can read in, in uh, uh, Proverbs, uh, is it Proverbs? Proverbs chapter 8, talking about wisdom. You cry after wisdom. Wisdom says, I'm crying in the streets. David, Solomon said, I need wisdom. Now, uh, James said, chapter 1, pray for wisdom. Have you ever prayed for wisdom? You think it's just a joke? Well, if you pray for it, God will give it to you. You got to pray for it. You have to desire it. I heard some man said for 20 something days, every day I was crying out to God, give me wisdom. It's there in the scripture. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. And God said, I'll give it to you. It doesn't matter what family you came from, <laughs> whether you've been in school or not, whether you have a degree or not, doesn't matter. There are many degreed people that don't have common sense. Because common sense is not common. So they asked him, and Jesus said this to them, even before explaining it to them. He says, to you it has been given. So for you as a Christian, you have the right to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You have the right. God has given you that. Just like he gave Jesus commandment, you have been given the right to understand the deep things of God. As it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, you have been given the right. You can read from verse 9 through 11. God of 13, God has given you the right to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. So the, the kingdom of God is shrouded in mysteries. Seals, right? And you have to open them. And you, through Jesus, have been given the right to unseal the book for your own wisdom. You've been given the right. To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That is how you get the keys to the kingdom. 
So that whatever you bind on earth, he's bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, he's loosed in heaven. It's hard. I mean, you can know those words, but until you keep studying and staying with it, it doesn't down in your spirit. You are afraid to even try. You are afraid to try. Because what if it doesn't work? That's how your mind thinks. What if I pray for this person and nothing happens? Those people you see, many of these individuals like the Reinhard Bunky and all, they bury themselves in these things. So it becomes second nature for them. It's like something. Something didn't have to worry. I mean, all he needs to do is just set his mind up. I'm going to fight and the power is on him. Once he's ready to fight, the power is right there. Never fail. To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things, remember what, how many things? All things come in parable. They cannot understand it. See, this scripture is so important. It says, so that seeing they see and not perceive. That's a dangerous thing. The signs of the time. How many Christians understand the signs of the time? They just flow in with everything that's going on. It is frightening. It's really frightening to see what's happening. I mean, it's, it's, it's really frightening. You hear Christians saying things and say, What Bible have you been reading? Have you been reading the Bible? And they are passionate about this thing, but it's contrary to what Scripture says. And then they'll tell you, well, uh, that's for them. This is new times. God understands. So God will, he, God and His Word, they are one and the same. And God will abandon His Word to be in understanding with you? I don't think so. But that's what's happening because they have no light. Remember the scripture says, the entrance into your word, what? Gives light. And understanding. It says, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. Key word is understand. Because when you don't understand, according to that parable in Matthew 13, that's when the enemy comes to steal the word from your heart. And it brings out, brings forth no fruit. It says, "Lest they should turn." If you understand, you will turn, and their sin be forgiven them. In this particular, in Luke here, uh, in Mark here, he says, "Their sin be forgiven them." But if you go to Matthew, he says, "And I shall heal them." In other words, once they turn in a, and they position themselves, he has to heal them. That to me is an incredible statement. Once you turn with understanding, doesn't matter how where you've been, he has to heal you. He just has to. Because God cannot deny himself and God is no respecter of persons. So if he's not forgiving you your sins or he's not healing you, you haven't positioned yourself, you haven't turned. And the reason you didn't turn is because you got no understanding. If you have the understanding, you'll know how to turn. It's like Kenneth Hagin said, uh, he, God had called him to a ministry somewhere. 
And uh, he didn't want to go because he had a good church. They paid him well and everything was fine. And he was happy obeying God. But God said to go to this place. And he says, God, you don't understand. I've been in that church. They don't give much. <laughs> I don't want to go. See, I'm comfortable here. God, you blessed me here. I don't want to go. And God said, go. He fought with it for a while. Then finally, he went. And uh, things were really rough for him for a while. And so he went to God and said to God, you know, I told you. I told you about it. You know, you told me to come. Now I'm here. Look, everything is going down the wheel. I obeyed you. I listened to you. But see, things, things are not going well. God says, yeah, uh, you obeyed, but you were not willing. Because he says, if you are willing and obedient, he said, uh, Kenneth Hagin said, I got willing in a hurry. Switched just like that. Okay, God, I'm willing. I need the blessing. If you understand, then you can turn and God will have to bless you or heal you or whatever you're desiring from God. But the natural person doesn't have that ability. Now, in First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, that's a very important scripture. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's all, notice it didn't say the natural Christian. Just man. And there are Christians who look at things from the natural viewpoint. They don't want anything from the Bible the way it's written. They see everything from the natural. They can explain things from the natural. And if it doesn't work in the natural, no, they don't want to accept that. But the trouble is, you will never understand the things of God. Never. The natural man does not receive, they cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They have the understanding by revelation. That's the only way it comes. Through revelation from God. There is something about you. I've always latched onto this scripture that's so important. When Jesus mentioned the born again experience, because once you are born again, you are no longer natural. There's a part of you that's supernatural. That's the truth. And until you believe it and understand it and accept it, you'll never enjoy it. God will not. He won't bother with you because you don't want understanding. You're not crying after wisdom. Until you believe it, first in your heart. God said it, and that's the way it is. I'm no longer natural. He says it very clearly. If any man is in Christ, he is what? You are a new creature. You are a new creature. Every, the old things have passed away. All those things are gone. All, not some... All things have become new. So that's who you are. And God, Jesus made that very clear to Nicodemus when he was talking about being born again. He made it very clear to Nicodemus. He says, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. And look at what he says. 
so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. You are a mystery. You are not just a human being. You are like the wind. No one can tell where God's taking you. I mean, they see it, they hear it, but they don't fully understand. They can tell what's going on. But the Holy Spirit is at work. Guess what the wind is? He's the Spirit of the living God inside of you, blowing, transforming your life, making everything new. If you believe it, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So believing in Jesus transformed your life. There is no other way. You are like the wind that's blowing. And Jesus tells us so many things about us that we are more than conquerors. He tells us you are like a city set on a hill. You cannot be hid. You cannot be hidden. You are up there. You are light. Everyone can see. There's something different about you. And until you believe it, you can never see it. And that's what Jesus said. If you can only believe. Didn't I tell you, if you can believe, you see the glory of God? So that's believing. So that you can receive. Your life is transformed. God has given us tools which wish to be more than conquerors. We don't even really have to fight much. You can read in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning from verse 10. He talks about, you know, put on the whole armor of God. These are not literal things. You can say it literally just to help your person. That's very important. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You have to know the Word. That's your sword. You just speak. Notice something, you know, more than conquerors, where are we? We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You know, I said this here, the blood of Jesus is the answer to every satanic assault against your life. That's the answer. When there was war in heaven, God didn't fight. God is one God, right? Guess who was seated on the throne? The Lord Jesus with his Father. There's one throne, not three thrones. <laughs> we say it. There's one God. Amen? I, I believe God wants us to understand because we're human. Because there's no way to figure out how these three people are in just one. We, we don't understand that. So God is giving us something for us to understand. But God didn't fight. God was seated on his throne. The angels were doing the fighting. And they were using the blood of the Lamb, okay? Slain from the foundation of the world. And that's what, before the earth was, I said that on Sunday. That's a mystery. That they had the blood even before Jesus died on the cross. I don't understand it. My mind cannot put that together. But I know the blood has always existed. Amen? The blood of Jesus is always existed, shed from the foundation of the world. And I can whip the devil any day with that blood. That's the answer. But then we sit with him. You know, in heavenly places, the Father doesn't fight. Jesus do not have to fight. He, has to, he is sitting, and I'm sitting in him. That's more than conqueror. Amen? We whip the devil with the blood where we don't even fight. 
we are seated together with him in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that. So we've been equipped. We need to know who we are in Christ. That's the important thing. You have to know who God has made you in Christ. So Satan cannot assault your life because you know who you are in Christ and you don't have the fear. Just like Bill said, the greatest weapon Satan has is fear. He does everything to inject fear into your life. And once you buy into that fear, you're whipped. That's why God is very clear. God did not give us the spirit of bondage again to fear. Because if you fear, you are in bondage. So the first line of battle is to rid myself of that fear. Whatever that is. Because as long as that fear has its place, you've given a key to the enemy to come in. So the first line of battle... I've got to get rid of this particular fear. And then all these imaginations, remember 2 Corinthians chapter 10, all these imaginations, things that Satan tells you is going to happen to you because of whatever this is going to happen, and he gives you all those pictures. Don't ever say them from your mouth. Don't give them life. You are in God's stead now. Don't breathe on it and give it life. When you speak it, you just breathe on it. And you give it life. Don't tell me you just want to be real. You are real destroying yourself. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So, I know what the, all these imaginations the enemy is throwing at me, putting them in my head based on what you see with your eyes, based on what you hear, and based on what you're feeling... But let God be true and every man a liar. So you stay with what God says. So we must know who we are in Christ. The first thing that you need to know, this is so important. Just as Jesus is today up there, you, just, you look just like him. Just like him. You think the devil will dare to assault Jesus? Listen to this scripture, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Love has been perfected among us. Listen, not going to be perfected among us. God's declaring. Love has been perfected. Say that with me. I'd like you to do that. Love has been perfected amongst us. Yes. God's not asking for your opinion, okay? Love has been perfected among us. In this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. So God perfected His love among us so on the day of judgment, I got nothing to fear. Love took every evil out. And why? Because as he is, so are we when we die. Is that what it says? As he is, so are we in this 
world. I know, you know, sometimes it's really tough. You can't say that to an unbeliever, but you should think it. Because that's the truth. Is that scripture right? You really believe it? That you are like him? You know what Jesus did? He told the Jews, Why are you looking for the Father? You just seen him, right? <laughs> if you've seen me, you have seen my Father, right? That was bold. He said, We're going to kill you because you are a man and you're saying you're God. And Jesus won't stop saying that. Well, if the scripture says, As he is in heaven, so you are in this world. Do you really believe that? Yeah, I know about that, Pastor, but I really don't know about that. <laughs> because you can't accept it. It's too lofty for us. You understand? It's too lofty for us. It takes understanding and wisdom from the Spirit to accept what God is saying about you. Remember what Jesus said? This command I have received from my Father. So I've got the right to lay down my life to pick it up. God says, I see this. That's the way you are in this world. So when they see you, when demons see you, guess who they see? They see Jesus. So when you say, come out, guess who they hear? They hear Jesus. When you pray to the Father, guess what the Father hears? He hears His Son. And so your prayers are answered. That's why you can go back to John, uh, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek, you'll find. Knock, the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. Jesus can never ask for anything. And the Father says, no. But as He is, so we are in this world. Not in the world to come. That's who we are right now. But we need to believe that. That's the only way we can be more than conquerors. Because He's already conquered for us. Not before He died. As he is today, after his resurrection, we are just like him. He's more than a conqueror. He's already taken the keys of hell and death. He has the keys. And we are seated together with him. So we are not ordinary. We think we are, but we are not. When we speak, the enemy hears. When we speak to sickness, they hear the voice of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. When we speak, they hear his voice. Because as he is, so are we in this present age. We are just like that. Well, I don't feel that way. It has nothing to do with feelings, brother or sister. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has to do with what God says. And until we believe it. You know, let me say this. Speak to yourself more. We should be speaking to ourselves more. What God says. Probably more than you tell people about you. Speak to yourself more. About who God says you are. Do that every time. Speak to yourself. That's what is called meditation. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And the scripture tells us. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy spirit. Bless his holy name. <laughs> I don't know where I went with that. Bless his holy name. Don't laugh, you're just like me too. <laughs> bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. You're speaking to yourself, right? 
You're speaking to yourself. And then he says, don't forget all his benefits. You're still speaking to yourself. Keep speaking to yourself. I do not forget his benefits. My wife has uh, a tape, uh, some kind of a tape that uh, she plays in the morning. And I said, where did you get that from? It's good. Because he'll read the scripture and then he'll say, Father. And then he'll quote that scripture and refer to himself. And then he would do that about three times. I said, Angela, I'd like to steal that tape from you, wherever you got it. I like it. Because he's talking to himself. Father, this is who I am. I'm just like you in this world. Father, I thank you. Because just as your son is back there in heaven, so am I in this world. Father, thank you. That as your son is, so am I. You keep saying it until you bypass the natural and you go into the spiritual. Deep calls out to deep. Until you get to that place. You know, I, I firmly believe this. If you look to the things with your eyes, you get discouraged. But see, sometimes I believe that God is testing you to see if you will quit. And many of us quit. Don't be weary in well-doing. For in due time, you reap if you don't faint. Don't give up. But many times we quit before we arrive. We quit before we arrive. And then the next thing, we change our confession. But the Bible tells us in um, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, Hold fast to your confession of faith. No wavering. Why wavering? Because... Things, don't, things are not going the way you expect them to go. So you, will, you are inclined to want to waver in your confession based on what you're saying. But God says, don't cast away your confidence. Stay confessing that God's word. Forget people and stay with God's word. Mm. Very important. Let me read these scriptures because i got to close. Because I'm not going to come back to this same sermon. I'm going to something else. After the healing service, I'm going to... What's this scripture? Um, the title of the message. Um, setback. It's a setup for something better. We're going to that. Just because you are knocked down doesn't mean you can't stand up again. Okay, we're going to that. But here, First John four four, you are of God. Say it with me: I am of God. That says you belong to God. You are not like the rest of them. You are your father's child. You are your father's daughter. You are your father's son. You're different. You got God's DNA. That's what he's saying. You are part of His family. You're different. You're different from the rest of them. You are of God, little children, and I've overcome them. See, once you are of God, no matter what the enemy throws at you, you are already an overcomer. That's more than conqueror. Just because you are a child of God, that makes you an overcomer. That makes you more than a conqueror. But you have to know that. You have to say that to yourself over and over again. I'm a child of God. I wasn't, but I received Christ. 
and Christ lives in me. So I am a child. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you, he is greater, greater than he who is in the world. All of the chaos that you have all around you, that's out, out there in the world. Hello? All the chaos and all the confusion around you, your finances, whatever, children, marriage, whatever it is, they are all outside you in the world. But inside of you, the greater one lives. The greater one is inside of you. There can be so much chaos outside, but inside the Prince of Peace is living there. You got nothing to be afraid. The greater one is in there. He is never living. He dwells in you. He's right there. He's constantly there. You have nothing to be afraid because the greater one, you are of God, little children, he says. Because the greater one is in you. He's right there in you. And you have overcome them, all of them. Because greater is he that is in you, no matter what the enemy throws at you, the greater one in you will bring back peace. Now, let me say this. I was telling Michael this morning. <laughs> did you know this in Genesis? Do I have time? But did you know this in Genesis? He says, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void. Notice what he didn't tell you. There is nothing void in heaven. Everything was in place in heaven. The only place that's void is in the world. The earth. So when you need order, call out to heaven, okay? <laughs> call out to heaven. Heaven spoke and there was order. When God spoke out of heaven, the chaos all leave. First thing is knowledge. Let there be light. That's the first thing. Let there be light. Once you get light, now that's the, in my book, I wrote it there. Light, knowledge, that's the beginning of order. After God brought no more chaos, chaos, after the light comes in, then everything is coming one after the other, and you got full order in your life. Now I got to go more. Um, God will go further than you really want to go in blessing you. Amen? God will go farther than you really want to go in blessing you. That's what they call more than a conqueror. And he tells us this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think or imagine. What is that? According to the power that is at work in you. Did you realize you have a power at work inside of you? Just as you're sitting there, there's some working going on inside of you. It's called the power that's at work. And it's able, that power is able with God to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or even imagine. That's scripture. That's scripture. God's able to do more than you want. God is willing to go farther than you want to go. 
Jesus puts it this way. Even if your enemy asks you to go one mile, what did he say to do? For you to go two. That's man. What about God? All right? God will go farther. That's what that scripture says. I got to finish quickly. Blessed be God, uh, Ephesians 1, 3, to, uh, 3 and 4. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Notice what I said. Heaven, that's order. When you have heaven, all the blessings from heaven, earth has nothing but void. Okay? Chaos. Heaven that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So every time I'm talking to heaven, there's order going on in my life. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Now, I'm going to close with this. Nobody messes with God's agenda. Nobody's going to mess with God's agenda. See, God has an agenda for your life. And no matter how hard Satan tries, he's not going to be able to go against it. Jesus was born, and God designed it. He was going to be on the cross. Uh, Herod thought to himself, that's not going to happen. I'm going to kill him. Well, he couldn't do it. Because Jesus escaped from that. In all things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. I'm going to close too much time. Please stand up. There is the greatness of God's power inside of us. The power that is at work inside of us. Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Don't mean they won't try, but nothing. Now what is it today that the enemy is coming against your life with? Jesus is here today and the power is within you and you you can make a change today. Just like Kenneth Hagin, he says, I was, I was willing in a hurry. I just switched something inside. I need the blessing. Why don't you switch this night in a hurry and tell yourself, I'm not going to let Satan take me to that place of torment anymore. No. I'm not going to let that be. Because fear has torment. I'm not going there anymore. Can you switch tonight? God, I'm going to trust you. And I'm not going to allow Satan to take me to that place of torment. No fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. And every time you're tempted to go there, say, no, no, that's not in my inheritance. That's not what God gave to me. So we're free tonight. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. Father God, I thank you. Thank you for your people tonight. Thank you because your word can never return to you void. Lord, we receive just as you have spoken. We thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for us. That we might have this life in abundance. 
We have abundance of life. We have life, God, in you. Thank you, God, that we are always protected because you have given your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. We welcome those angels to be around us and to help us. We can never be out of your presence because you are always with us. Thank you, Lord, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for giving me that time.